Hola, hola. Welcome to the Bruja Broadcast. This is Dion. And Sasha. Join us today as we serve up some Brujeria Latina with a side of astrology and herbology bundled with some stories and sass. All right. Hola, hola. Hola, hola. <laughs> How estás? are you? Oh, bueno. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing good. Doing good. I got a sick kid here today, so I just got to chill at home. Something's definitely going around again, for sure. I was happy. I was like, I looked at the astrology for the day. And I was like, yep, I can stay home and chill. Nice. <laughs> Don't need to go out into the murky little world. Mm-hmm. For the week. <laughs> at least today. Yeah. Hey. So how about you? Uh, I've been been doing pretty good. I'm uh, just getting kind of work done from home today. I did. So as we jump into uh, what we did for Bruhain this week. Mm -hmm. uh, I just pulled myself out of a shower that I specifically took to like wash away some stress and some anxiety I'm holding on to. I wanted to be able to like come into this recording with a little bit more of a clear head. And it's easy to forget that, that that's a part of being a bruja, like knowing that I can go and jump in the water and wash these things away to get clarity again, as you know, as long as my focus is there nice very yeah. nice and, and i appreciate you, <laughs> you not bringing that to our show <laughs> yes no one needs all that no i don't need it neither, nor any of the people that listen to us so we all thank you thank uh -huh. you um i was looking over and i was like oh which one do i want to share and um i had a couple but the one that i want to share was because she was so sweet i did a reading um for one of our listeners and um and it was cute because she's um she's Puerto Rican. Like Amazing. Me. Yes. So obviously she came in for a reading and she left with like Puerto Rican food. <laughs> she left. Yes. Yes. So that was fun. And then she I think she was gonna call her Puerto Rican mom and tell her about like my Puerto Rican house and my Puerto Rican art. And then she left with Puerto Rican food in her hands. So oh that was really gosh. cute. So I didn't realize out. she came to your home. That's amazing. Yeah, because I do virtual reads and I do in-person reads. And yeah. So just depending on what the person books. Um, yeah. So she came to the house and she was just like, it was like a one hour read became two hour read, but it was like half distracted. And I was like, yes. no, you know, it's like, yes, that's old song mom pictures. Yes, that's tomorrow. Yes, that's, uh, you know, yes, this is this. Oh, that's the beach. Yes. Okay, back to your read. <laughs> it was a little distracted <laughs> read, but it was fun too. And I think she appreciated um, the other aspects of it too. So that was really cool. That's beautiful. Mm -hmm. It was. I think it was really nice. And I hope everything works out. <laughs> Wonderful. Thanks yep, for listening. So thank you for listening yeah definitely okay so let's get into this week we're going to be doing we're going to be talking about blood magic we sangre, are sangre. yes uh, a little bit of history a little bit of spell work and just kind of our own personal uses sounds good yeah you want to hit first with um the aztecs because I know you got you got worked up on that one yes <laughs> I do get worked up about this so <laughs> So I'm just going to start by saying you have to remember when you're reading books online or especially when you're learning anything in school that you're always doing it through someone else's lens. And if you go back and you read about the Aztec people, you know, which is not their name, they were the Nahuatl people. Um, they were really villainized for doing blood work um, and for any sort of like sacrificial, like, I mean, all the, all of the other cultures were by the colonizing cultures um, villainized in that way. But um, 
what I'm trying to say is like the colonizers came and took things that we hold sacred and things that weren't awful and made them awful so that they could justify their own um, violence against us, basically. Mm-hmm. And, the, and they, history history is written by the victors. Yeah. And so um, when you look back at the actual Nahuatl codices that we have access to, um, it looks to be it's interpreted more like it was bloodletting, like they, we had power in blood, like we acknowledged that we had power in blood, not that we were misusing it, not that it was like this savage uh, genocide or something or whatever some books would have you believe. I'm just I like to say there are two sides to every story and the victor side is usually going to be vilifying the non-victor side. Mm-hmm. So blood uh, blood magic always been important to, I think, probably all cultures, um, mm-hmm. especially in the Nawa. We see representations of it in their drawings. Uh, they did a lot of cuts in the tongue uh, and cuts in areas where you like not uh, like they wouldn't cut a femoral artery. They knew what they were doing. They practiced with the body. They had specific places to do bloodletting that heal much faster. Tongues heal, heal extremely. Tongues and eyes, you're like your two fastest healing organs. Hmm. Um, and so like they had ways, we, we had ways to use that power and to be safe at that time. I don't know. That's, that's what I wanted to say. Sounds cool. <laughs> um, so one of the things that, um, that we've seen throughout like different like history up until the inquisition um bloodletting and blood magic was really common and very positive in general up yeah. until the inquisition of course right <laughs> and even in european centric countries it was like very positive you know leeches um, and stuff yeah yeah it was completely you know positive it was used for you know for romance it was used and particularly it was used for agricultural you know mm-hmm. um and i mean if even agriculture and for protection as well i mean if you look even um like the bible you know passover what do you use you used you used the blood to mark your house to let you know this is this oh, house yeah. is protected you know right you you would um you would use um lambs to you know as sacrificial animals to you know protect your fields and to appease the gods you would go to the temples you would leave um animals that you would sacrifice to appease the gods as you know and thank him for their favors before the season started so blood in general was always seen as a positive thing and And like a a connector like i'm connecting my body to this thing to this ask to this whatever to this god like i'm showing you like i'm putting my whole self in this it's a positive right and i mean um i think when i was looking doing research i think um circumcision even started like that before because before they used to give like their first son and then they ended up like reducing it to just like the tip of the of the organ <laughs> when they stopped oh. giving, yeah so that's how it how it came to be i did i don't know if that's true or not but you know it makes sense like when they stopped killing like the first son and then just like the tip of the most important vital organ for them (laughs) yeah so i mean yeah and then that that's like a way of saying oh you could you're going to recognize me as you know one of the chosen ones because of you know um and blessing for example is supposed to be hollowed in blood because it's blessing from blood sign from blood stain, from blood stain, from blood, 
that comes when you look at the old English it's coming from. I love that. Mm -hmm. So, and it's because they were using blood and then they were, you know, sacrificing um, blood and then they were using it to sprinkle blood throughout and to um, purify, to purify the house, the element, the, the tool or whatever they were doing. So it was blessing the the tool or the house or the the place or the person or whatever in blood right. so that's where the word blessing comes from very cool so yeah so i like before inquisition it was all it was always very seen as very positive and so and um and when you go back to um i think it was like they were in the agricultural aspects it was seen as like the sun right so like you're putting down a little bit of blood and it's like for fertility for the earth. And then it rejuvenates, right? Because the sun is seen as, as blood itself. It's right. like the color of this, it's bright and it's red and it's the same color as blood and it's bright and it's red. It's life. And it's seen as life because they, they know like a corpse doesn't give blood and you need blood, you know, to continue living. And so that's like the same. And so that, that's why it was seen like, okay, if we give blood to the earth, the earth will, continue living and then it will produce more and it'll be vital and it'll be energetic and so forth and so right. that's why they were just spreading a little bit of blood on the earth to make sure that it was vital and kept going forth and they would do it particularly when there was the change of the seasons so yeah so that's one of the w things that and then obviously you know when um when they decided that um when the the Catholics basically, of course, when they decided that it was bad, Those sneaky Catholics, <laughs> when they decided it was bad is when they started to do, oh, there's, um, there's like the blood is, it has pestilence, there's putrefaction in it. That's when they started to do the blood, um, the bloodletting. Right. And so that's when they started to do like, um, the medical turn, the medical procedures where they would actually open up blood to let bad blood out. Mm -hmm. Right. And I was like, oh, there's there's bad things in the blood. And that's when they started to say, oh, there's, you know, negative things. And, the, and then the blood started to have negative connotations. And so towards the Inquisition, and that's one of the things that was interesting is like most of the people that were condemned during the Inquisition, they were only condemned for like one of three things. They were condemned for being um, worshipers of Satan for being baby um, children murderers because but the idea of them being murderers of children is that they were using the blood of children for um magic mm. or um for using the other one had to do also with divination but it was also with blood and with entrails inside like using other people's um guts basically to do divination so right same thing. it was also like blood magic or little little deeper a little more entrails you know yeah. but those were basically the the things that people were being accused of and so it was like witchcraft or satanic you know um, worshiping right and that's what people were being accused of so and it all had to that's why like the idea of like satan worshiper and baby murderer like come together and <laughs> that's where that's where the idea comes together I don't mean to giggle. It just, God. yeah, but that's like, when you look for the stereotype, that's where it's coming from. Yeah, it's like, yeah. You know? And so, yeah, that's, that's where it comes in. Um, but in general, before that, it's always been used, you know, very, very positively, you know, and um, 
and a little note that I had, like in many culturals, in many cultures, like particularly warrior cultures, it was always seen very positively, like when you were imbibing an enemy's blood mm-hmm. and it wasn't seen as something like humiliation. It was seen more as an honor, right? Right. So like if you defeated an enemy, it wasn't seen and then you go went ahead and you drank their blood or you, you know, or you or even if you had an act of cannibalism, it wasn't seen as, oh, I defeated them and now I'm gonna like completely humiliate them by like eating their their eating their their arm or drinking their blood, you know, because I can. Like I'm, it was seen as, oh, they were a great warrior and I want to possess that vitality, that bravery, that you know, I'm honoring them in death because i was able to you know be victorious over them but i'm honoring them their strength their vitality their bravery by trying to possess that energy that vitality that they had right mm-hmm. almost like carrying on with them mm-hmm. and yeah and trying to like imbue yourself with those um with those characteristics you know right and so it was seen as an honor and same way as um a lot of african tribes would try to um get the characteristics of animals by oh you know you know like trying to get the lion's strength by eating the lion or drinking the lion's blood you know Mm -hmm. so you were doing the same thing by doing that with the warrior or another person okay yeah yeah so nowadays obviously we are more aware of like pathogens and bloodborne disease and stuff like that yeah so we do have a little more care but there's a lot of um there's still a lot of people that practice blood magic and there's even a big practice in the king community with blood you know so and those are things that and people are immediately like oh no you're gonna get sick or whatever but you know it's still a big practice and i think that um there are things that like i was mentioning to you i didn't know that blood magic was something that like that I've grown up doing all my life, my mother would put blood in um, the plants. And she was like, oh, just put a little blood in the plants and the plants love it and they'll respond and they'll be healthy and happy and big. And, you know, Mm -hmm. that's true. All all our plants are fucking beautiful. Her plants, not mine. Mine are all dying. (laughs) But (laughs) all her plants were always beautiful, you know? And so I didn't know that that was like blood magic until I was, I don't know, well into my 30s when somebody else told me, oh, just put a little menstrual blood into your water, into your plants, you know? Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, yeah, my mom does that. And they're like, yeah, that's blood magic. And I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> Duh. Of course it is, you know? So it can be something as simple and innocent as that, and that would be considered blood magic. It doesn't have to be like, I don't know. I, don't, I haven't watched Buffy the Vampire Slayer, but like, it doesn't have to be like, you know, gashing your arm up with a four inch knife and <laughs> having a chalice and filling it a half up with blood, you know? Yeah, no. It, <laughs> nope. It's not that. It, and I think people like when they think of blood magic, they're thinking of the gory, you know, really bloody, I'm going to need stitches kind of thing, you know? Right. And we're thinking more like, oh, couple drops. Get a, yeah, get a landslide <laughs> from, you know, the diabetic testing and prick yourself and you have a drop. So just to clarify, yes. <laughs> although we started talking about the Inquisition and Tigers and Lions <laughs> and all that, no, no, we're really talking about a drop. Okay, <laughs> so let's hop on over to that. 
Um, yes. So yeah. So the two main ways and the easiest ways to access blood nowadays, I'd probably say would be that menstrual blood. Mm-hmm. If it's flowing out of you naturally, if you use a Diva cup or a Luna cup or any of those, I mean, that's the easiest way. It's just like served right there. You have it yeah. right here. <laughs> if you don't use a cup and you use um, cloth or um, just you soak that in water and it's like making tea. Yeah. You know, that's second easiest way. If you are not a menstruating person, then um, then the lancet, the pricking yourself is the easiest way. And like we mentioned, the lancets are probably the easiest way to, to do that. Yeah, like it's quick. It's pretty inexpensive to buy them. I think you buy the actual uh, lance itself or like the uh, the little triggery thing. It's like ma- less than 20 bucks. And then you can buy a package of those little, the little lances themselves for really cheap as well. And it gets you a couple of drops. And really that's, that's what you need. And it's not even painful. No. Cause... Yeah. Stubbing that's your it. toes way worse. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that's pretty easy. And then and that's like if you don't have a medical condition, hopefully you don't, but if you don't have a medical condition and don't need it, you know, but if you already yeah. are diabetic, for example, or do need to check your blood sugars or whatever, then you already have the equipment, you know. Um so that's those are probably the easiest ways. And obviously accidental. And I I usually <laughs> and i'll be honest i i'm not huge into blood magic but whenever you know whenever i have it's obviously menstrual blood or whenever i have an accident i see it as a sign that i have to use my blood okay so like if i cut myself because i can't be a klutz if i cut myself or whatever i immediately use that blood i'm like oops i got blood i gotta use it and i run (laughs) off and I, i i run off and i use it i either put it on a candle or i put it on paper and I know I'll use it later on, you know? So yes. I just make sure that I just like, okay, I got blood. I got to do, I got to, I got to use it. <laughs> it came out of me. I got to use it now, you know? So those are basically the three best ways. I mean, if you want to be a savage and you want to cut yourself with a knife, then go ahead. But be clean about it. Yeah. Be super clean about it. You want to talk about that? Cause I'm not good. At, like, oh yeah. So, uh, Atlanta is going to be the safest way it's going to be the cleanest way they're not reusable typically and you don't want to like if you have a if you have like an athame or a special knife you're using you need to make sure that that thing's been soaked in alcohol or sanitizer or you light it on fire or both things are probably preferable and then you have to really make sure like watch your wound because if you see any signs of infection like just it's just safer to do it with the lance than it is with a knife but or a, or a razor. Or yeah, yeah, definitely. It's just cleaner and safer, but um, it's doable any other way. But my high recommendations would be sanitizing uh, with straight alcohol or fire for a very, very long period of time. And then it can be okay, but still watch that wound. A lot less thinking with a lance. Okay. So we got, we got down basically how we're going to get the blood, right? Yes. Okay. Then... How are we using it? So I use it like um, up in the ante, like a correspondence. I'll put it, I'll dress a candle with it. I will put it on petition paper. Um, I will put it on a tool if I'm using a special tool. Like if I need a tool in this ritual, I'll put it on anything that I want the strength to grow. 
that's where I use it. Okay. I agree. I, I believe that what it does is that it binds it to me better. Mm -hmm. And so anything where I need a correspondence, um, or I need to bind it more to me, um, that's where I would want to, to use blood. Um, and then I'll use it with, um, on candles where I'm making specific, where I'm doing a petition, I'll use it on petition papers. I'll use it for protection as mm -hmm. well, because then specifically if I'm doing it for myself, if I'm doing it for somebody else and you can use um, blood, somebody else's blood, like for example, if I'm doing protection spells for one of my kids, obviously as their mother, I have more access to that, um, you know, um, then same it's, it's, it, it just enhances or it's, it increases, right? That connection to them and that spell to them. Yes. So you can use it for any sort of spell that you might already do. And what you're doing is you're adding this element and this element is connecting that spell to the person. Say it's you normally, because normally it's going to be easier for it to be for yourself, working for yourself, because it's harder to get somebody else's blood. Um, with that said, it's possible to do it for somebody else. Like I said, like my child is possible. Some people can get blood from their partner. Um, and that comes in that people will ask like, oh, I have my partner's blood or my ex-partner's blood. Can I do a love spell? We already talked about love spells a couple episodes back. You can. With permission, it's a lot better. Yes. It's definitely um, ethical if you have permission. <laughs> yes. Um, but, you know, people do what people do. And um, the important thing to know is that if it's not with permission, it's um, it becomes a chain instead of being a bond. Yes. And then becoming a chain, there's going to be a lot more um, repercussions. Yes. And so we kind of mentioned that when we talked about Dominion last time. So mm -hmm. and it's all up to you and, and it's going to be really hard. Okay. And just have all of your information because don't chain yourself to something that you don't actually know enough about or want to be chained to because then it takes a minute for that to wear off because it's that it is strong. Yeah. It's not like you can do just do a cord cutting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can't burn a white candle and a back candle with a little twine and burn it away. No, no. then you're, you're really screwed and you're responsible yeah. for that person um, and for that person like everything for their livelihood, for their vitality, for their emotional integrity, for like their psychotic breaks or everything. You're like, and it's all going to, you know, affect you. you. Yeah. It yeah. affects you. That can drain uh -huh. you another person. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's just being very aware of what you're doing. Yeah. It becomes a, a good little sh sh show. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but in general, if you're using um, blood, it, usually when it's used for yourself and it's used um in aspects to for I, i'd say that the best aspects is when you're petitioning for something when you're asking for protection when you're doing binding spells or when you're um yeah or growth spells mm -hmm. i think those that's when it's like most effective yeah uh, or at least it has been for me that's what i would say growth for sure because I mean, if you relate that back to the plants and how just how we understood that, like we we know that blood equals growth. So yeah, that's yeah, just blood being, you know, vitality and life. You yes. Know? 
and then it just what it represents because normally it's not like decay and death you know it's just right like it, it's growing and and mutating and just like keep on going you know so yeah that's awesome i think that's what we got do you have anything else there uh no i do not it's easy right yeah so <laughs> little yeah um, yeah and then um you know about animals and you know because obviously there's been lots of practice of um sacrifices of animals and using blood and divination um we use obviously like the eggs and stuff like that when but that's different than blood but um using and and this is very similar to if you don't want to start off with blood you can start off with like um nails and hair and stuff like that they're very similar but they're just a little bit lower level yeah okay and um yeah i think that's what we got there what do you got i think uh, that yeah so yeah i mean using it as a correspondence using it when you know exactly what what you're using it for um i think in the past when it's been like using the blood or something uh, i think in the past it's also been seen like when you hurt yourself mm -hmm. uh it's you're making a sacrifice for the thing that you want and that's mm. kind of where like the animal type sacrificial stuff comes in like i'm giving something up let's say it's food animal food by taking the life and giving it to the deity as opposed to taking the Idiot. life and yeah and feeding my family so right. like there's a sacrificial element in there as well um i don't know and and also there's some animals that are raised in certain and depending on the tradition or the religion there are animals that are raised in certain ways so they're they're prepped and they're raised in certain ways and they're fed like, certain foods or fed certain it takes like dedication to prepare them before they become ready for sacrifice mm -hmm. and then that blood is obviously become that blood um once it's spilled is um it's it's sacred you know yeah and so but i don't practice animal sacrifice so i can't i don't have details to be able to share um i don't think you do either I'm aware, so <laughs> I, I do not i do so. definitely use blood in my practice it's not a regular thing but it's not something that's like super rare but definitely yeah. uh yeah and then i i do i i do leave animals out of it yeah oh, so do i yeah and so but like i don't i'm not like a, opposed to it like and then i've seen it not often but i've seen it like i'm like i've seen it enough like back home Mm -hmm. especially because you know there's a couple of religions back home that do yes work with animal sacrifice so it's not like something that's like oh no that's horrible you know i understand that um it's it's part of and of the religion and it's part of like the the practice and that it's not like um just like ah you know no there's power there it's, it's uh, yeah it's a lot of power and it's also like like I said, like the animal's been prepped and the animal like there's it's it's been revered in, in a certain way, right? And like that blood ends up being like sacred, you know? Uh, yes. And there's so, like, a lot yeah. of beauty and a lot of power in sacrifice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so okay. So you want me to roll into 
astrology are we doing astrology it? yeah okay we're doing it. is this the end of march so we can move into something nice wait we're moving into aries huh uh-oh yeah we're moving into aries you got a problem with that nope i got, I got zero problems ma'am <laughs> yeah we're doing april 19th through no sorry march 19th through april 1st okay <gasps> okay yeah so um, march 19th we've got mercury moving into aries which just means that um it's the way people communicate and the way that um, thoughts work. And so it's more animated, more, you know, speaking more directly, just saying what you mean, a little more unfiltered, direct. Um, and so more decisiveness as well in that's thought good. patterns. Yeah, that's good. Then on the 20th, the sun is sextiling Pluto. Um, feeling a little more attractive, a little... Um, more power hungry there's a little bit more interest in the, the occult um and an increase in need to be like social as well okay spring equinox is that day so like this awareness of like balance and harmony in the seasons it's actually the day the day and the night are equal in length um and the sun moves into aries so officially the aries season starts ah, la, la. it's the beginning of the astrological year no her okay. excitement it's because she's an aries <laughs> she's not scared <laughs> of course not it's it's my season <laughs> Then on the 21st, the new, the moon moves into Aries. And so we hit the new moon in Aries. This year we get a treat. We get two moons in Aries. So we're going to have two new moons in Aries. This is the first one and it's going to be at zero degrees. So that's like way heavy, like initiating new start, creative energy, like boom yes we're starting fresh we're starting like literally like zero degrees like definitely like feeling like you're at the at the beginning of the track at the at the start line right it's literally feels like okay we're gonna go um and it's new beginnings and this is before the big move of pluto into aquarius so it just definitely feels like okay we're gonna go the second new moon in aries is gonna be um in april on the 20th of april so that'll be after so it'll be and that'll be towards the end of aries and i'll be like okay i started you know i already started and now like there's been this big shift and now it's like i can definitely like gather my thoughts and know which way i'm headed um then the 23rd pluto goes into aquarius okay so pluto going into aquarius pluto changes signs about like pluto doesn't change signs often um he moves very slowly um about every 200 so 224 years or so 244 i can't understand my handwriting and so um so he's only moving into aquarius for three months right and he moved and it won't even change degrees because he moves so slowly so this is sort of like us watching the trailer right of what's going to happen right okay. so this three months he moves into aquarius June through up up to March through June. Then he goes back into Capricorn, right? So it's like the trailer. Oh, coming in 2024, right? It's mm -hmm. like, this is what's going on. Um, And the themes of what's going to happen, right? When we're in, in fully in Aquarius are going to like pop up like, this is what's going to come up. So Capricorn, which he's been in Capricorn for a while, um, 
have been the themes have been finance, big business, you know, the law and stuff like that. And so it comes in for these three months and the themes for Aquarius season are probably going to be AI, tech, power to the people, that kind of, you know, think Aquarius people, right? Um, and so when you have to look at the last time it was in Aquarius, which was with the first preview was in 2008. So what have themes have come in since there? What have transformed? What have come in, right? So it comes in for those three months. It comes in. Then it comes back. It goes back in summer. It goes back. And then like the old people start fighting again. It's like, oh, no, we're not going down without a fight, right? And then it goes back and then like all the politics and the old guys start fighting about like shifts in power and stuff like that. And then um, we'll go back until January, right? Mm -hmm. And then next year is like campaign year, mm -hmm. right? So all those old guys fighting, whatever. And then next year when it goes back into Aquarius, it's election year. Oh, no. And on election year, it changes. Okay. I into mean... Aquarius. Mm-hmm. Okay. Very interesting. It is interesting. And then All it right. changes. It changes until 2043. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Big shifts. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. Then on the 25th, um, Mars goes into Cancer. Mars does not like being in Cancer because Mars is fire. Cancer is water. Mm -hmm. So Mars and Cancer is just like when you when you cry because you're angry. <laughs> Oh, you know what I mean? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you're like, ah! you cry because you're so frustrated. It's the worst. It's the, it's the worst. It's like fun, hot, frustrated anger. So that's that feeling. Um, and that will last a few, that'll last like a month. A month? Um, but it's just like so well, yeah, it usually lasts like a month, but so that's so in general for the next month, tempers may, may flare up quickly. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Okay. Then on the 26th, um, 26th, 27th, we have an Aries stellium in Chiron, Jupiter, and Mercury. Okay. So what we're seeing is just everybody's like in Aries, like a lot of energy for Jupiter, for Mercury, because they're, you know, they're zesty and thinking a lot. And we can do this and we can do that and big feelings and lot of thinking quickly and making big plans and big pictures and not necessarily looking at the little details. This is like, yes, we'll move to Bora Bora. <laughs> How are you going to live? We'll figure it out when we get there. You know, that okay. kind of that kind of big picture thinking, gotcha. right? They, they're like, we'll figure it out later. <laughs> kind of they kind of like inspired thinking, you know, it's like, yeah, who cares? Because that's the kind of that energy that comes with the area. So like, oh, screw it. We'll figure it out later. Okay. Um, yeah. It's yep. wonderful. Um, <laughs> the Mercury conjuncts Jupiter uh, moves, continues that 28th, 27th, 28th. It's, you know, there's a lot of optimism, a lot of, um, a lot of, Sasha doesn't understand her handwriting, a lot of fortune <laughs> and, <laughs> fortune and, oh, being sociable. There's, um, there's a note here to write your things down and it's a good time to do business, good time <laughs> to sell, but read the fine print, see? Gotcha. The 29th, we continue. We I usually don't do moon aspects, but the moon's going to be in Cancer those few days. So a lot of um emotions, right? Because the moon is in Cancer, so very emotional. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be squaring those three, that Jupiter, that Chiron, that Mercury. 
Um, so just watch for excess. Okay. So just that, yay, I'm still on that high. <laughs> I'm doing everything. Who cares? Yeah. So watch for excess because especially if you get melancholical because of that moon and cancer. Uh-huh. I'm feeling down. Let me go on a shopping spree. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, kind of thing. Then on the 30th, we've got the Venus is conjunct Uranus. This is, you know, good for self-love, radical self-love. Um, it's good to for stimulation. It's good for um, unlikely places to for love. <laughs> so okay. ending ending finding love or doing love or, you know, it's it's a, it's a nice, interesting um, place to be. Okay. Um, and it also, you know, just keep an open mind. You'll be if you keep an open mind, you might have fun, basically, oh. kind of thing. And for work related, it has a really nice aspect because Mars is trining Saturn. That's a workhorse um aspect, right? Okay. That Mars trining Saturn just, you know, it just it's worker B, it's perseverance, it's really good for um follow through for doing things. I mean, if you're combining it with your Venus conjunct Uranus, it's good for going all night long but if you're separating it it's good for just like being really good at work and just like doing things i didn't write anything down for the 31st or the first so it must be just um moon aspects okay so yeah we ended we ended the last week is is pretty good if if you don't go into excess okay you don't let like addictions and excess overtake you Okay. And optimism, like happy go luckiness over overtake you. It's good. It's a good week. All right. Thank you so much. Yeah. It sounds like yes. (laughs) See, I'll take a light week. (laughs) It's it's that Aries energy coming in. It's that vitality. She's selling it like it's something else. (laughs) It's that blood. It's that blood. (laughs) There's a lot because Aries is all that blood, right? It's all that Mars and Mars, you know. All that fire and light. Yeah. There you go. All right. Uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about dragon's blood today. There you go. And yeah. Okay. So today for herbology, we're going to be talking about dragon's blood resin. It's actually going to be antimicrobial, antidiarrheal, anti-inflammatory. It's masculine. It's associated with Mars and fire. It's also associated with love, protection, exorcism, and potency. It's going to come from the uh, Dracaena family of trees. The red resin has been used for thousands of years for anything from paints and medicinals to even just uh, just being used in spiritual practices. The dark red of the, uh, the reddish color of the resin is how it gets its name. The trees are fairly rare but can survive for hundreds of years and it takes very little rainfall for them. Uh, their ba- the dragon's blood is mainly used in banishing, healing, and protection to entice errant lovers to return. Uh, you are going to burn the resin in an open window, like while you're sitting and watching out the open window. A stick of dragon's blood under the pillow or mattress helps with impotency. It drives away evil and negativity when burned. It's a protectant when... Let's see. Oh, it's a protectant when burned and sprinkled throughout the home. So like the the ash and the dust. And then dragon's blood also increases uh, the potency of other incenses. So almost like how you use selenite to amplify other crystals, like dragon's blood can be used uh, as an amplifier as well. 
All right, and that's a little bit about Dragon's Blood. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back with another episode the week after next. But in the meantime, you can email us at thebrewhousebroadcast at gmail.com. For me, Dion, you can find my artwork at lasprimasmaritas.com. Or for booking healing work, I'm at unusualhealing.com. Or sdlunacy on Instagram. Great. And for me, Sasha, you can find me on Facebook with Brujeria101. And you can all find me on Instagram as Brujeria101S. Because <laughs> somebody had the 101. And I also have Brujeria101.com. And there we'll have like um, response buttons that you can push to Amazing. book like palm readings or nail charts and stuff like that. Great. Yeah. Thank you so much. <laughs>